Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Value Line Observer, brought to you by the Value Guys. I'm Vern Value. And I'm Val Hughes. And we're 20-year Wall Street veterans that have taken on secret identities, adopted disguises, changed our voices, so we can, the, electronically, of course, so we can stay employed while our bo- uh, because our bosses Wise, would never allow us right. never allow. Uh, um, to uh, bring you our unfiltered, candid views on stocks every week when we get together and look for ideas in that week's Value Line Investment Survey. But before we uh, get on with the show... Did you mention unfiltered? Yes, I did. Unfiltered. We want to remind you that this is for entertainment purposes only. And uh, we may own all the stocks that we're talking about or have other uh, nasty conflicts of interest. Um, And we may not know anything about uh, uh, the stocks that we're talking about. Uh, And sometimes our judgment is uh, impaired in other ways as well. It's Friday. You might even hear the clink of uh, glasses. Uh, to learn more about us, please visit our website, www.thevalueguys.com. In the second Sir, what's ha- all that background? What, what is that, all that background? You know, uh, Everybody's we, uh, sprucing up their properties, and we're kind of on the leading edge this we're spring. We're at the cabin, and we've got air traffic overhead. I'm not, I'm not used to that. In the second half of the show, I'm going to be back with uh, three very cheap, high-quality franchise kind of businesses. I mean, the kind of stuff you, you've you come to expect from the value guys. But what? first, Who knows you're, going to have to, you're going to have to suffer. Expect. Well, listen to um, uh, a discussion of three stocks. Was that by, a snipe? I was just needling you oh, a needling. little bit. Okay. <laughs> it seemed more snipish, but that's fine. Uh, uh, so I'm what? I'm up? Uh, yeah, I'm going to turn it over to I'm going to turn it over to you now. Uh, the uh, I had something alliter- uh, alliterative, alliterative. You usually do, but now I can't remember what it is. Okay. I'll 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 interject it later if, All right, uh, if I you can remember come up it. With it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, it's Friday afternoon. We're kicked back a little bit at the cabin. And this is Val Hughes. I've got three terrific value ideas this week. I'm just looking at value line, of course, as I do every week. But this week, I uh, I own two of these. I probably have talked about them before, and so I'm excited to bring them up here. They're cheap. And then Raymond James. Well, what do you think uh, about this market? Well, it's you know it's felt a little better. I actually I got a letter in the mail. Did today. we make an important bottom? You know, here's what I want to suggest to people. And I'm not a big macro guy. I think micro companies, competitive advantages. But, you know, if you've got wind at your back and you have a sense of the environment, that's always a plus. And uh, I was uh, looking at this letter I got today, and basically it was a chart of the five uh, biggest years or biggest six-week periods in the S&P 500, of which this last week or so was uh, the top one since 1950, and they're all followed by 20 30% returns uh, over the forward uh, 12 months. And then you say, well, gee, industrial production's been plummeting. How can that be good? Well, then you go in, and honestly, if you search around on the web, particularly this Federal Reserve site of St. Louis, there's so much data you can bring right into Excel. It's wonderful to do your own work and do scatter plots, Well, people make careers out of it. Well, okay, but it's easy to do now. So you go in and you pull in all the industrial production numbers going back to 1950. You go into Yahoo Finance and you pull in all the S&P 500 prices since 1950. It's all free. Yeah, you do scatter in Excel, and what you find is if you look at the top five year-over-year declines in industrial production, which 
guess what? We're in one right now. Uh, they're all followed by dramatically, you know, large returns in the S&P 500 forward 12 months. And I think what that suggests, and we know this from research, is the market itself is the best single predictor of the economy. These so-called leading indicators, you know, they do a pretty good job. The S&P 500 is a component to that. But it's the market itself that's the best predictor, and that's because the choices of millions of Americans and worldwide financial people free to make their own choices, oftentimes uh, networks like that can distill information into knowledge in a way individuals can't. It's been very predictive, and that's what we're seeing right now. And I'm not a chartist or a technician, but just going back through history, when the psychology of the market or behavioral finance, if you will, uh, has a market up this much over six weeks, it's telling you something, and so we're, we're listening. And on the listening front, uh, companies are reporting earnings right now, and it's a mixed bag. Some companies are willing to report some, you know, hopes that the next 12 months are good because the decline has, uh, you know, stopped being quite as steep. Others are saying, look, we're not out of the woods. We have no visibility on orders. So it's, it's a stock picker's market. We are stock pickers. So, you know, for us, it's just business as usual, but it's a very interesting time to try to get in there and figure out uh, what's going on. And, and so uh, it's, I think, a time to just look at cash flows. Look at what a company look is worth now. What, it's, what is it worth based on what's going on now? Don't pay too much for the future. Look for yield that's sustainable, et cetera. Uh, with that in mind... Does that answer your question, Vern? Those I don't are. Know. I, that's kind I got of on a rant. My, uh, some kind no, of rant. No, that's a good rant. I just wasn't. I, I was know. silent here and let you run. I don't know. I, I sort of lost track of where I was. Anyway, three ideas this week. Page number order as usual out of this week's value line. First up, Wabtech ticker W A B. I own this. It's the old Westinghouse air brake, founded 1869. They invented the uh, air brake for the railroads, so they have a big piece of the railroad. Um, and they're known for breaks, and they have not a monopoly, but it's oligopoly pricing. They've got good returns going back pretty long ways, and we're in a big capital spending cycle for railroad, independent of the recent Obama administration initiative for, you know, uh, preceding it, maybe you should say. Yeah, well, trains are gaining share for the first time in really 50 years versus trucks, and in times of uh, pressure on costs, you know, you actually accelerate your share gain. Fuel prices are down, so, you know, the gain that was being driven by fuel prices is not as high, but now the pressure from uh, needs to reduce costs are high. Well, if nothing else, J.B. Hunt's just taking a larger and larger share of... uh the freight, available well, freight. Yeah, I, I'm a fan of J.B. Hunt. They take the front end. They can provide all the service levels and delivery times and things. And then they, of course, as you know, uh, they do most of their miles on rail and they split the revenue. It's a wonderful deal for J.B. Hunt. It's a great model. We've been buyers of J.B. Hunt. I sold it, uh, you know, about six months ago, and uh, it may be time to get back in. That's a different story. Wabtech provides brakes and uh, control systems to rail. There's money going into rail. The stock is seven times gross cash flow, ten times free cash flow. The value line price is 30. It's actually 35. I bought this two days ago, added to my position. We sold it about six months ago at 50. It's down here at 35, and it's been moving, but... Uh, you know, I don't think you lose out by uh, by buying it now. It's always mid-teens returns on capital. Their leverage is well in check. It's 30% of capital, but their high returns give them a, you know, nine times coverage number. Uh, there's been some recent insider buying, which I like. There's not much of a yield here. 
but um, their share count's pretty stable. They don't buy in shares, but they're not using shares to make crazy acquisitions, which I do like. And uh, well, they and also they, they control a giant share of their market, don't they? You know, they do, and I, I wish they had a share number here, but it's 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 over fifty percent. I'm quite sure. Um, and that you know that shows up in these operating margins, fifteen, sixteen percent operating margin says something's proprietary. Otherwise, that would be competed away, and mm-hmm. it goes back a pretty long ways. So I like that. Now the other half of this business, which is also in the Ascension, it's fifty percent of their revenue is the Transit division. They make subway cars and buses, and also forty-one percent of their revenue is international. So they're very well diversified to a world that wants to spend more money on improving the economies of transportation by moving off fossil fuels and toward public transportation. They're smack dab in the middle of both of that, both of those trends. And they're getting a bunch of money now from the federal government to expand subways and bus uh, populations, and that's going to help them improve costs, get a better return. Well, that's a nice, uh, that's nice in the nice background. Nice ambiance. Yeah, very nice. Uh, anyway, WabTech, I could go on, but... I may have talked about this before. WAB. I know I have. Um, you know, let me just, the, the, the valuation here is 12 times earnings. Now, we're in an environment that probably will have lower earnings. But when you look back, just without even using a calculator, look at the average annual P.E. ratio that value line shows. Every number on this page is higher than the number it is now. So, again, it's Friday afternoon. I don't have a calculator here. But I can tell you that 12 is below any number on this page. And mm. average means Half the time, you know, one it's of better. our one so. of our important caveats is that we rel- uh, strictly rely on the one page value. Well, line. and then our our, our memories. Uh, well, I of like course, to bring of my course, memories but, in. Uh, there's no implied warranty as to. Well, I um, don't have a calculator. That should tell you something. We're relying Next on the one page. Next uh, up, Park Ohio Holdings (PKOH). Now, I want to warn listeners right now. This is an audible. I came in here ready to talk about Hillenbrand, which uh, caskets, I'm gonna lead needs, off not with. wants, and all that. And then Vern had it. That and doesn't of, happen very well. No, often. and out of deference to you know the cabin, he bought me a beverage and all. Uh, I'm I'm gonna let him do Hillenbrand. I'm just doing a complete audible. Park, Ohio. I own it. That's why. Mm, excuse me. I'm just taking a sip of that. That's why I feel I can talk about it, even though I haven't done a ton of work on it. Park, Ohio. I saw it on the list. I assumed you'd do it. Um, really? Okay. Park, yeah. Ohio. Here's the problem with Park, Ohio. Their returns on capital have been mid-single-digit at best, going way back. Uh, they compete in industrial industries where they're really not that important or they have a lot of competitors. <laughs> um, they put up 7% operating margins a long ways back, which means we're not that good and we ain't getting any better. And then they lever it up. Uh, let's see what well, I see is. why and I see now why you own it. Well, I haven't gotten to the best part, obviously. <laughs> uh, they're eighty percent debt to capital, so every cycle they have some moment where it seems like they're about to go broke. What do they lend <laughs> they lend their customers uh, the what, money no. to buy okay. their products? They operate uh, the supply technology segment, that's half their sales, and they have supply chain management services, so they're selling productivity and special knowledge of how to organize your business. Well, to they, that means they own the inventory on the factory floor yeah, until it's used, exactly, right? Exactly, right. So they've Ouch. got that investment. And then they sell aluminum products, which they go into a lot of things, but I'm sure they go into less things now than they did a few years ago. 
uh, simply because units are down everywhere. And then manufactured products. I know less things are getting manufactured right now in a diverse niche niche of businesses, which are all probably not doing that <laughs> Did well. Did you do a little less work than well, usual on point. this name? Well, here's the very well diversified. They're a survivor. Here's what I want to say about these guys. They're five times earnings. Earnings have been crushed. You can go back a lot of years. These guys don't lose money. They're like the cockroach of industrial production and service. They just they hang on. They do commodities, but they do them with guts you know and they you can't they don't lose money and i'm with I'm, dogged I don't persistence know, I, right. i'm impressed i'm impressed they don't earn good returns which in part probably keeps out some competitors they'll just lowball you it's like oh yeah you think that's a low price how about this and they just are in there they've got to keep their costs low 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 or they wouldn't be able to stay in business they lever a little bit up. they are returning the equity shareholder right now 20 30 percent on equity Admittedly, that's because they nearly went broke a few years ago, so it's on a low equity base. But it's improving rapidly. When the economy's in the toilet, do they have to write down all uh, that inventory, or no, do they have any risk no. of that? No. Aluminum? Come on. They can melt this stuff and get money for it. They are selling below book. It, okay, this is a bit of a, you know, it's a, it's a little bit. I have a 1% position. If you don't take risk, you well, don't get returned. Five times earnings, and you're betting They've it'll be never seven lost times money. At some I think point. they could double earnings. They have in other cycles. I think they could sell at ten times earnings, and when everyone's that giddy, sell it to them. Okay, <laughs> Park, Ohio, seventeen seventy-five. And then last up, and I haven't left myself a lot oh, of time. Page number. Thankfully, it's an easy one. Raymond James, RJF. I don't work there, but I, uh, I I called on this company for years. I was interviewed by them. They're a great company. They're one of the survivors. They do great equity research. They've diversified their business. It's 58% commissions, so that means they're earning money by providing advice and selling stock. They also have $33 billion in assets under management with their clients, which to me is the best part of the business. Uh, and it's not in the book value. The book value here is 18 bucks a share. The stock is 16. These things usually sell at one and a half to two times book in normal times, and eventually it'll be normal again. So you may have a $30 stock from that. And then this assets under management, 33 billion at a 1% fee means they're doing 300 million in revenues. That ties with them saying they're doing 7% of their revenue in investment advisory revenue, which Value Line does break out. So that ties and gives me confidence in that number. Those businesses sell at three times revenue. So that's a billion dollars in value. There's uh, 120 million shares. That could be another $8 a share in value. This thing could be worth near $40 a share. They're best of class in research. They're best of class in terms of their financial advisor network. In sheer numbers, they have value to one of these big conglomerates that just wants to buy brokers. So, you know, I've left myself no other time, but I think that says it all. Raymond James, RJF, page 1811. And with that, Vern, I will turn the show and all that entails over to you with uh, just a little beverage break here uh, I, on that. I think our audience will decide whether that was all that needed to be said. But. No, I don't know. It's all I have to say. Hmm. I, I don't own that one. It's a common, I don't own that. Uh, In that space, saying. I didn't see it, but I, I have. Uh, I did recently buy Janus. Oh. Was that in this week's issue? I don't know. I don't think it was, or I would have highlighted it. Probably would have talked See, about it. See, that's not huh? a broker. That's why it wasn't. in. The, but Raymond James has no. a big financial advisory business. At three hundred million, you know, it represents a big part of their operating earnings, but they show it 
you know, as a as another income line, so it's misleading. But. Well, to to liven things up and to, you know, <clears throat> try to reignite interest in the show at this point, I'm going to do my is stocks. A, is that a snipe? I was just needling you oh, a was little it? bit. Okay. I'm going to do right. my uh, stock ideas in reverse page number order. That's crazy, so man. Starting, so Are starting first me? with the highest page number. How so this gonna is going to be like golf. You want a lower number. First comes insanity. on page from from page eighteen thirty three, already highlighted by Val are anymore. <laughs> Hill and Brand Inc. Symbol H I. Keeping with my tradition of whenever there's really a good stock symbol, you gotta talk about the stock. I reject that. So notion. I was I I was thinking I wanna like this when I looked at the numbers. But the numbers are pretty compelling. But uh, first let's talk about who they are. Uh, this is uh finally been winnowed down to nothing is left except for Batesville Casket, which is the number one casket maker in the United States of America. Well, Matthews bought a casket maker. Yeah, point, but they the, have a small what's the share. name? But they're, yeah, they're much they're smaller. They're down in uh, Texas. Batesville York, is huge. York. York. Uh, this is a highly fragmented market, I think, even today. Uh, Hill and Brand, I wouldn't be surprised if their share was a third but, but no caskets? one else. But I no think one else higher. has even ten percent. I used to own this years yeah. ago. It's they have. Higher I would say half, half. They have fifty percent. Okay, yeah. uh, and so all the other stuff is gone, and they've got a business that, uh, without any help from the economy, but without a lot of penalty because the business hasn't shown a lot of growth in recent years, they can earn a thirty percent return on capital, uh, uh, based on a twenty five percent operating margin. And that really speaks to the power of scale in this business, I guess, because you'd think it would be a near-commodity product. But uh, keeping with your theme of needs, not wants, uh, if you're a dead person, you want want your uh, physical remains disposed of in some respectful (laughs) manner. And they, (laughs) they're in um, burial Uh, caskets, cremation (laughs) caskets, containers, and urns. There are some negative trends there. They also have some room display fixtures. Other (laughs) personalization (laughs) and memorialization products. So, I mean, if you're dead, you want to talk to these guys. (laughs) Please, please, let's have some respect. And uh, now. Apparently, one of the things that has also been an issue for the company is that just recently we came through a mild influenza and pneumonia season. I know, I saw that. <laughs> so, not as many so Not deaths. as many of yeah, the frail yeah. people at the margins Gosh. of society kicked the bucket this wow. quarter. So kind of their uh, weather problem. <laughs> the stock... At 1660. Not as many deathly earthquakes this quarter, so we are doing uh, Has traded as high. I mean, they it was spun out in uh, the spring of 2008, so there's not a lot of trading history. That's why Value Line doesn't have a rating on the stock. But uh, it it's traded in the 20s. It's 1660. And at this level, uh, $16 is eight times $2 of gross cash flow. With virtually no capital spending, I don't understand why exactly. But there's something about the <laughs> well, business model. Well, the basic model design of the casket that allows is the, pretty well down. <laughs> well, they can apparently <laughs> they can apparently sustain no growth with no capex. I'll tell you, the big innovation in the last ten years was figuring out how to make 
little miniature caskets that you could put in uh, for marketing. Well, there's a new high a end. Of, yeah. There's a new high end of this market, and actually, I think the uh, this could be something you would buy and own for a long time because uh, this is the ultimate demographic play on the baby boomers. Right? They're all going to start dying at some point with growing numbers, and they're going to have more wealth than people of their age have ever had before. So even if they last longer, don't die as quickly, it'll eventually show up. Well, now, the, in the meantime... Yeah, more money spent on funerals. The, the Times did an article over the weekend on that very subject. The total right enterprise from. value here of the company, if I bought the whole thing, the uh, equity at sixteen sixty a share, and there's hundred, they have $100 million of outstanding debt, um, there's $20 million of cash. It's about a billion and a half dollars. Uh, I have I earned 25% on apparently sustainable $600 million of revenue, so about $150 million. I, it's six and a half, seven times. So it's the, by no, there's no way to see it as expensive. The thing that gets me really excited about the idea is that at this level, it's paying a yield above 4%. That is only, uh, it's actually less than predicted earnings for the company. That's a good reason to like it. Now, maybe the earnings number is going to come down, but that, that yield looks very sustainable to me. See, the, the, the negative, that's why you should own it. Which the I think is a great to reason this, to own it for a long the time. The negative to this is once you're 50% market share, you know, deaths, the, the growth rate in deaths is below that of GDP because population grows and GDP is more related to population growth. Well, we growth, live longer, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, you're just – when you're into this, without share gain and price, you're subject to a lower growth rate, but what you do have is certainty. So it's it's more like a bond, and that's why I think the yield is a little more relevant there, and that's a great yield. Uh, and, uh, you know, I don't know what it's really worth, but apparently the business model, you can convince rational people – that it can sustain $2 of gross cash flow even in the lousiest of economies. Uh, the last uh, last insider transactions that Value Line's reporting, uh, recent seller but three buyers. Nobody um, wants to skimp on, uh, on Dad's anyway, caskets. This, so this looks very cheap and uh, like a uh, – You've devoted a lot of time to this one, Vern. Do you well, feel that strongly because, about well, it? Well, we both liked it. I thought we ought to spend I, some time talking about uh, it. I don't know. Medium on that one. <laughs> That's that was kind of a pointed comment, wasn't it? Medium? Well, I don't know. Okay, so I've got I'm gonna have another demographic oriented idea, but remember I'm doing it in reverse page number order. It can't be done, that's to, what you said. To uh to make it easier for our clients who uh, are tired of doing it <laughs> who front are, to back and uh, <laughs> would like to do back to front. Paging backwards, yes. So the next one I'm gonna talk about is out of the machinery industry listeners. and it's Snap on Inc which is the uh, company the, that owns, among other things, Snap-on Tools, which operates these uh, giant My vans, motorhome-sized vans it. that you see driving around. You might have a guy even in your neighborhood who My has cousin. one. And he sells tools to mechanics in garages who, of course, have their own tool sets. Business is very good right now. And we're trying to have uh, – you're talking about – very interesting dynamic with these people. I mean, your tools are part of your 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 machismo, if you will. You're, who you are. And there's a, so there's a collector mentality that tool. they take advantage of. Anyway, this is a company that could never seem to really maximize its opportunity. They got some new management in recent uh, the last couple of years. Margins have been 
uh, and returns have been where they've never been before. Meanwhile, it's because of the economy, which is temporary. The stocks sold off from above 60 to uh, it's around 33 today. Your yield's about 3.5%. Again, there's good earnings support for it. Uh, this one is about six times uh, enterprise value to EBITDA. Um, so page number 1743. Nice touch. Little, little, you know, page number, give it to them a little later in the discussion of the stock. Stock symbol is SNA. Uh, You're on my is agenda a, with that This is a one. story, you know, it's a cheap stock on the numbers, but there's a reason to believe that they really have uh, changed the business to uh, – uh, um, a higher standard of performance on a sustainable It's a great basis. company. Franchise, sustainability, cheap. Yeah, it's something that uh, I've owned. I don't own it right now. I need to take a look at it again. Uh, snap on. And then my third idea, I'm back again with a baby boom and demographics, only now really talking about uh, you know, growth and improvement in uh, per capita wealth, GDP, income in the developing world, and that's uh, – Agco Corp, symbol AG. This is a farm equipment manufacturer, and you may not have heard of them like you've heard of John Deere, but uh, this company. Uh, what do because, they make? Well, they make tractors and everything else that tractors. you need as a farmer. They make machinery, hmm. um, and they sell replacement parts for it, which is a good business as well. But they do this uh, only 22% of their business is in North America. Uh, almost 60% of it is in Europe, Middle East, and Africa. Uh, the South American business is almost as big as the North American Do they business, have brands so. that people would have yeah, heard of? Yeah, uh, Massey Ferguson, okay. Fent, Farmhand. Thank you. Thank uh, you okay. very much. You know, they, gotcha. They, yeah, they're, they kind of own the remnants of all the companies that were competed out of business by. All the uh, bankrupt companies. Deere there. and um, mm-hmm. that company in the Midwest, J.I. Case, right? Okay. Yeah, okay. So this that is AG, and uh, this is the cheapest stock I've got. It's also on the lowest page number because I'm going in. They also reverse have the highest bankruptcy risk. <laughs> this is on page You're number, the number three provider. Duck, hey, you know? debt to cap is 26%. They have $680 million of debt, $512 million of cash. And so sales are? The stock's 2360 My uh, equity market cap is $2.1 billion. I've got a couple hundred million of net debt. So to buy the whole company, it would only cost $2.3 billion. Why doesn't somebody do that? Value Line says they can sustain because they're international. They're uh-huh. everywhere. They take it. Look, where is more food going to be grown? Be because they're In no Iowa? Let's face no, it. No, I don't think so. Iowa is nothing except farms from border to border. All the growth is going to be in the developing world. They're a huge player in those places, right? Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Those brands they they are, do, are strong in those. Well, they do. They foreign... only do twenty-two percent of the business in North America. So, they what's the big brand of... internationally that everybody loves? Is Massey it Ferguson Massey is a huge Ferguson. brand okay. internationally. Well, that's an argument. I'm well, with you. Yeah. Um, tight credit markets have been an issue in some of those markets, but that'll turn around. Um, so, this one less than five times enterprise value to EBITDA or what Value Line calls. Operating margin times sales. Their return on capital has historically been kind of low because they've been buying everything up. But now that they own most of the rest of the industry except for the two giants, um, I think there's a chance for that to go up. There's been a big emphasis on performance. Didn't Cat die Not down? my favorite idea. Hmm? Not my, well, but Cat Cat's in construction. Agco's from farm. Arm, no, we need more whatever. food before we need more bridges or dams or whatever 
airports. Big metal or, stuff. It's not yeah, going well, well for them. Uh, Agco AG, uh, Hillenbrand HI, my favorite idea this week. Yours, uh, you Val, all your if there's anybody my still out there. My favorite name is Raymond James. I think it's just a no-brainer. <laughs> Raymond <Enough> James. said. <laughs> What's the symbol? Bye, everybody. RJF.